Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Podcasting with Will Show. I am your host, Will, obviously, and this is the college football. These are like my preseason predictions for all the major conferences and independents. So let's get this bad boy started. And let's talk about... First up, we're going to go with the ACC. And... I think the ACC did away with like the conferences and they're just going to play like the two best teams. I don't think they have an Atlantic and Coastal anymore like they used to. I think it's just like 14 teams and like whoever wins, whoever has the best record is in the championship. I think that's how that goes. And I have I, uh, I have an Athlon Sports magazine, so that is what I'm doing my ACC predictions off of. Yeah, they don't have a... They went away from divisions this year. So let's start it off with my predictions are I have Florida State going 10-2 and and finishing ACC play 7-1. I have Clemson going 11-1 and going 8-0 in the ACC. I think Dabo and the boys to get it back going, but I think Florida State's going to be another 10-1 season for them. Then I have, NC, or I have North Carolina going 8-4. and four. Mac Brown getting, Drake May getting them at 8-4 going 500 in ACC play, which will be 4-4. Four and four. I have Miami and Mario Cristobal at 7-5. It's better than their 5-7 a year ago. And going 4-4 four, going four and four in ACC. I have Duke Going nine and three, finishing six and two overall. At Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh, they'll be quarterbacked by former Notre Dame Boston College QB Philip Jakobovich. They'll be I have them going seven and five and four and four, five hundred. But I mean, like I said, all and then I have Louisville finishing six and six and going four and four conference play. And then I have NC State. At eight and four and five and three, and by the way, if you're going, well, why do you have six and six team ahead of an eight and four team? You're going five and three in conference with NC State. Well, it's simple. I went off Athlon Sports's uh, predictions, like one through fourteen or whatever for each conference, and I'm just reading off how, and that's how I wrote it down on paper, and I just wrote down what I thought the wins and losses would be. For example, after eight and four, NC State, NC State going five and three overall. I have Wake Forest going four and eight and two and six. I think Athlon has them going seven and five, but I don't know. I think you losing Sam Hartman, that I mean that could be a big deal. That you know that could hurt them a little bit. So I mean they could go seven and five though. I don't know. So like most of these like that's the like I'm not gonna say my predictions are like the worst case scenario for some teams. It's like the obviously the worst thing could be like you could go like 0 and 12 but it's kind of like what I feel they might go Wake Forest going 4 and 8 and 2 and 6 in ACC play then I have Syracuse drop depth Dino Babers getting a uh, 8 and 4 and 5 and 3 season going and keeping him Syracuse's coach for a while longer then I have Georgia Tech I have them going 4 and 8 and 2 and 6 for the simple fact that I might have had them going seven and five had uh, their quarterback not transferred to Nebraska, Jeff Sims. Then Virginia Tech, I think it's going to be a rough year for the Hokies. I'm thinking 
I'm having him send, I predicted him to go 3-9 and nine and 0-8 and in ACC play. Then I have Boston College getting back to bowl eligibility, going 6-6 six and 3-5. Six and three and five. And then I have Virginia going 4-8 and eight and 2-6. and six. That's how I have the ACC. Like, And then, you know, obviously I have Clemson versus Florida State in the ACC championship game with Clemson winning that to go to 12-1 and one overall. And Florida State going to 10-3. and three. Jay, by the way, that's not good for... It's not bad for Florida State. I mean, it's not like Bobby Bowden era, but it's not bad for a program that had been on the rocks for a little while, went through a just one coach. And, well, Jimbo left, and I think was it Willie Taggart. Then I think, did they bring in Mike Norvell after that? But there was a while there, they thought Norvell was going to be gone, so. I like that. I mean, I think some of these teams could be better than they are. Like, Pittsburgh could be a sleeper team. Pat Narduzzi, I have those guys going. Louisville, I'm not really sure about them. They could be a surprise team. I mean,. Clemson, and Duke could be a team to, you know, watch out. They're not going to be a pushover. I mean, they got a really solid quarterback in Riley Leonard. So, I mean, we'll see how, you know, and they got nine players on offense and eight players on defense returning. So, and they went nine and four last year and five and three in the ACC. So, look out for them. Like I said, Georgia Tech, like, just to go, just to, the, my different, just so I didn't, so people know, I didn't go through Athlon's, like, I just put what Athlon Sports put on people. Athlon Sports has Florida State going 11-2, Clemson going 10-3. I um, mean, NC State, North Carolina's the same at 8-4. They have Miami at 8-4, Duke at 8-4, Pittsburgh at 8-4, and, and Louisville at 7-5. And, and then they have NC State at 7-5, Wake Forest at 7-5, Syracuse at 7-5, Tech, Virginia Tech, Boston College, all finishing 5-7. And Virginia finishing three and nine and one. And they had Boston College and Virginia winning going one and seven in ACC play. I have Virginia going two and six and BC going three and five. They have Virginia Tech going two and six in ACC play. Just so you know, I'm not going off Athlon, just you know, copying their stuff. But Louisville is gonna be interesting to see what what goes on with the Jake Plummer, the Purdue quarterback transfer. Miami. They were really hyped last year and fell flat. They got probably a few people back on defense, so it'll be interesting to see how they do. If uh, Tyler Van Dyke can get uh, get that buzz about him being a potential first-round pick going again. The Wolfpack, they're going to have Brendan Armstrong, the Virginia transfer at quarterback. Pittsburgh, like I said, they're going to have Jakovich. Syracuse is going to have Mississippi State transfer Gerard Trader back for the... Uh, second year in a row, so that's why I think they could be good force to be reckoned with. Virginia, I don't know if they have a, they have some transfer guys battling out. Virginia Tech has Grant Wells, he transferred I believe from Marshall, and Kyron Drones, who I believe transferred from Baylor, battling out for their quarterback spot. Wake Forest, they have Mitch Griffiths and Michael Kern, who was a backup to Sam, I think they both backed up Sam Hartman last year. So we'll see how that goes. Now on to the AAC. And they also did away with uh, they also did away with the old conference like you know divisions. And again, like I said, 
if you get confused because like I have like a nine and three team behind like a behind a seven and five team is just how I just wrote it down how at you know Athlon Sports kind of the list how they had it and I just put my own like you know so let's go with the AAC real fast they have I have Tulane going 11 and 1 and 8 no in the regular season. They only have their only loss being to Ole Miss. I have UT University of Texas San Antonio going 9 and 3 and 7 and 1. I have SMU going 9 and 3 and 7 and 1. Memphis going 7 and 5 and 5 and 3. East Carolina going 6 and 6 and 4 and 4 overall. Florida Atlantic University going 7 and 5 and 5 and 3. North Texas I have them going 6 and 6 and 3 and 5 overall. I have Temple Owls going three and nine and one and seven overall. I have Navy. I have the Naval Academy turning around that uh, four and eight season from last year and going eight and four and five and three for new head coach Brian Newberry. Which, by the way, I'm still not happy they fired Coach Kim. He he was a solid coach. Then I have the University of Tulsa Golden Hurricane going five and seven and three and five. Another reason why I have Tulsa going five and seven is who. Why are we scheduling? I know they're a small one, of the smallest uh, Division One football programs, but they literally are playing Oklahoma and Washington, two programs that I have ranked pretty high. And Oklahoma was kind of an accident. I was just going through it, and I'll get to them when I get to the Big Twelve next. But their non-con is ridiculous. And then they, I think they have like a new quarterback. Our new head coach, so we'll see. I haven't gone five and seven and three and five, but hopefully they can get that six win somewhere. I have UAB. This is their first year in AAC. I have them going four and eight and two and six. I have Rice getting Boel's role. They have a lot of players back. I think they could get a six and six and four and four. And then I have UCF, South Florida going three and nine and two and six. They could be better than Charlotte. I uh, hope their coach doesn't get mad and want to fight me later. But I, I mean, right now I'm looking at you and I mean, because he was upset they had the. Uh, the people had them pick last in the AAC, and the Athlon people like that were going three and nine. I'd be going two and ten and zero oh and eight in conference play. And then, as far as the conference championship goes, I have Tulane playing. Who do I have Tulane playing? They're probably playing. Uh, I think UTSA maybe. No, no, I have them. I think I have Tulane playing SMU. I feel like SMU will just have a better overall. Either way, no matter who I have Toyne playing, I have Toyne winning. So, like, yeah, I have, like, Toyne, no, it's USA. That's the same team that uh, Athlon has playing, but I think they have them winning. I think I have Tulane winning and beating UTSA. They go to 12 and 1, and then here is Texas Antonio going 9 and 4. Okay. So again, and now let's get to the Big 12. All right. So the Big 12. I have Texas going 9 and 3. And seven and two in conference play, which, by the way, interesting about that is, 
Tom Tom Herman went seven and three in the COVID year and got fired. So I think the Heat could be on Sarkeesian, but I think they dropped or they lose to Alabama and non kind of I think they lose at least two Big Twelve games. I mean worst case scenario they could end up seven and five again, which Sark would really be on the holds. And then I have Oklahoma going eleven and one and eight and one in conference play. I have Kansas State going nine and three and six and three in conference play. I have TCU going seven and five and four and five. Okay, TCU could end up twelve and zero again. I have Texas Tech going seven and five and five and four, but they could end up being a ten win team. Kansas going eight and four and five and four. Baylor going six and six and four and five. I have Oklahoma State and Mike Gundy going eight and four and five and four overall. I mean Oklahoma State. I mean, they have Alan Bowman. He's a former Texas Tech quarterback. He played a lot of Tech. Was a backup at Michigan. Played, like, sparingly when he transferred to Michigan. Now he's at Oklahoma State as a grad transfer. So I have them going 8-4. and four. Then I have UCF going 6-6 six and six and 4-5 and five in their first year in the Big 12. I have Iowa State going 4-8 and eight and 2-7. And, and most of this is because their quarterback's probably not going to play this year. 100, 100 Deckers, or Dick, Deckers or Dickers or something like that. I think he's getting suspended for gambling. So, betting on games, even something he played on, played in, so. They don't have a quarterback, and they didn't do well last year, so. Yeah, I kind of have them going, you know. And by the way, South Florida, uh, go back to AAC real fast before I finish with some of the rest of the Big 12. South Florida has Gary Bohannon, a former uh, Baylor quarterback on his team, so they could be. They could surprise some people next year. But anyhow, this said, I have... Remember, Iowa State finished 4-8 last year. So, I've been doing the same. So, Matt Campbell's going to be some pressure on Matt Campbell. And then, BYU, I have them going 6-6 six and six and 4-5 and five overall. Houston going 6-6 six and 3-6. Six and and I have Cincinnati going 4-8 and eight and 2-7. And and I have West Virginia going 5-7 and seven and 4-5. and five. Which is probably going to get their coach fired. Which again, another team, especially a coach, man, you need to, you got to talk. I think Rick Eisel told them, San Jose State's coach, you need to talk to the guys that make the schedule. Because I think they play Pittsburgh and Penn State. And I get regionally, that's good, but if you're a coach fighting for your job and you're trying to get established and get things back rolling, like, you know, not even the Don Nealon era, really, maybe just like the, uh, here's the guy that coaches that uh, Dana Hogelson, Hogelson and Rich Rod era, man. Rich Rod kind of had Don Nealon type seasons. He was trying to get back to Dana Hogerson type seasons, you know? I mean, that schedule was kind of brutal. I mean, I was looking at it, and I was, I felt bad when I was writing it down. I'm like, I mean, if my, if my prediction is right for West Virginia, Neil Brown will be fired. He won't be their coach anymore, most likely. And that's what's sad. I mean, yeah, if, like, if my Virginia got them, and they have Boise State, too. Or, no, that's not, they don't have Boise State. They have, du- they have Penn State, Duquesne, or Duquesne, and Pittsburgh, which I get. If any of you have ever been to, like, Morganstown or whatever, it is not very far from Pittsburgh in that area. Now, it's probably a little bit further from Happy Valley, but Pittsburgh and Duquesne, or Duquesne, or whatever, however you pronounce it, they are in Pittsburgh, so. That's good. But anyway, though, like I said, with Oklahoma... Texas Tech 
I mean, Houston, the reason why I have them, I have that. They could be better than 6-6. Six and six. So, uh, I have them. They have uh, Donovan Smith, who I thought was a pretty decent, solid quarterback to Tech. So he could be pretty good. And it's going to be interesting. Texas may not even, they may go 9-3 and three and not even play their best quarterback. Arch Manning, I mean, he's, his potential to be really good, but I don't think he's ready to play right now. Quinn Ewers, he could be overrated, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. He had a decent season last year, 15 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. But they had another kid, I think Malik Murphy, I think is his name, big dual-threat quarterback. He's an athlete. He could be the guy. He could be their best quarterback. Yeah, Malik Murphy. He's a redshirt freshman. TCU, they have Chandler Morris, who began last season as their starter, but got hurt. He could be this guy. They also have a new offensive coordinator in Kendall Bryles. Cause and then Kansas State has Will Howard. OU has Dylan Gabriel back. And seven guys on defense. Hopefully, Venerables can get them going. Said, yeah, Hunter Deakers or whatever. That's uh, Iowa State's uh, quarterback. He's not going to play this year at all. So then, as far as the Big 12 championship goes, I have it would be uh, Texas versus Oklahoma, and I would have Oklahoma winning again to go to 12 and one, and Texas dropping to nine and four. But again, like no one had TCU coming out of nowhere. Tech could be Texas Tech could be this year's TCU. But that was my Big 12. Now the Big Ten, they are still they still have a West and you know East division. The Big Ten does. I have Michigan rolling to 12 and 0 and 9 and 0 in the East. I mean, I have. I have Ohio State going nine and three and seven and two, which they're gonna they're gonna put their head, which is gonna make Ohio State's coach gonna put oh, what's his name? Why did I forget his name? I had a brain fart of Ohio State's coach's name. I mean, he's a good coach. Uh, what's his name? Ryan Day. They're they're gonna put Ryan Day on the hot seat because he you know. Nine and three. I have Penn State going nine and three and six and three. A lot of people have Ohio State like going eleven and one, and like Penn State going like ten and two. I think there's going to be some parity, you know. Penn State has a new quarterback. I think somebody's going to jump out and get them. That Maryland going seven and five, four and five. I have Michigan State going six and six and four and five, but they could also. Yeah, but that was before Peyton Thorne, their quarterback, left. He's at Auburn now. This is Ethel Sports Magazine did not update. Peyton Thorne, the, the guy that's in the book, is Michigan State starter. He is in. He's at, he's at Auburn now. But I still think Mel Tucker could get him going, but that contract they gave him, 6 and 6, it's not going to be good for a while. I have Rutgers digressing, dropping you know, to a 4 and 8, 2 and 7 overall. Well, that's what they did last year. Except they'd be a little bit better. And Rutgers, I think, is one of those teams, again, I think, who did their schedule? Oh, yeah, Rutgers opens the season against Northwestern. Oh, they have Temple, and then Virginia Tech, Michigan, Wagner. Okay, so it's not their non-con. Oh, yeah, by the way, I hate, I really hate 
opening season, like, you know, conference games in college, like you open with a conference opponent, like, you know, North Carolina versus, like, Virginia or somebody, something crazy. I hate that. Like Northwestern versus Rutgers. And then Indiana, I have them going 3-9 and nine and 1-8, and eight, finishing last in the Big Ten East. So Michigan will represent the Big Ten in the East in the championship. They have Wisconsin going 10-2, 7-2 and two, seven and two in the West. Iowa dropping 9-3 and three and 6-3. and three. I mean, if, they're, if, they're all, if Iowa's offense does well, they could be a 10-1 team. And that Minnesota going eight and four and five and three. Illinois seven and five, five and four. Nebraska through six and six and three and six. I think most of that's going to be because of their quarterback, uh, Jeff Sims from Nebraska. Because Casey Thompson's at FAU or FIU now. He's not there. So I have them, and then I have Purdue going six and six and three and six in conference like Nebraska. A lot of these teams have new quarterbacks. But Casey Thompson's gone. Purdue has Hudson Card, the Texas transfer. I think he's a pretty solid guy. They have Northwestern going 1 and 11 and 0 and 9. So if you don't know, they fired Patrick Fitzgerald, their coach. So a lot of stuff, turmoil in that program. So I have Wisconsin versus Michigan in the championship. Michigan beating Wisconsin, going 13 and 0. Wisconsin dropping the 10 and 3. And then you got Conference USA, man. They do not have divisions because they only have like nine teams in their league right now. I have Western Kentucky going 10-2, 8-0 and winning the conference. I have Liberty going 8-4 and 5-3, and Middle Tennessee 6-6 and 4-4, four and four. New Mexico State 6-7 and seven and 2-6. And How New Mexico State got an extra 13th game, I don't know, but they did. But yeah, they did. They got an extra game. Hawaii gets that too for some reason. I think, hold on, let me let me recount that and see. Yeah, I think they did. They got Yeah, they got an extra game, a thirteenth game. So I don't I have them going six and seven and two and six overall. Then Louisiana Tech, six and six, five and three. I think Law Tech, well, Sonny Crombie, I think, is their coach, former Tech quarterback, Texas Tech quarterback, the Mike Leach quarterback, flinging that ball around. I have old Sonny Boy getting him to, Sonny Crombie getting him to 6-5-3. Six, six, UTEP had them go 9-3 and three and 6-2. and two. I have FIU going 5-7 and seven and 4-4. Four and four. Jacksonville State three and nine and two and six. Sam Houston State one and eleven and zero oh and eight. And then I have Western Kentucky going beating UTEP in the championship. They go to eleven and two and UTEP to go to nine and four. And then the independents obviously independents don't have a conference. I have Army and Jeff Monkin going eight and four. But losing to Navy, go Navy, beat Army. I have UConn going seven to five. I have UMass going one and eleven. They need to be better on their scheduling. They're an independent. And then I have Notre Dame going twelve and zero, thanks to Sam Hartman and seven defensive starters returning. So I have them going twelve and zero. Yeah, I, I did that. 
I'll put Army at 12 and 0, man. And then let's go to the MAC. They have divisions. They have West and East. I have Miami of Ohio going 7 and 5 and 5 and 3. I have Ohio going 9 and 3 and 8. No, Buffalo going 7 and 5 and 5 and 3. Bowling Green going 6 and 6 and 5 and 3. I got Akron going 2 and 10 and 1 and 7. And Kent State going 1 and 11 and 0 and 8. Then I have Holy Toledo going 10 and 2, 8 and 0 in conference play. We got Eastern Michigan going 8 and 4 and 5 and 3. Northern Illinois going 6 and 6 and 5 and 3. The fighting Jordan Lynches. They have Central Michigan going 4 and 8 and 3 and 5. Ball State dropping to 3 and 9 and 2 and 6. Western Michigan, I have them going 2 and 10 and 1 and 7. And then I have, obviously, you have Toledo versus Ohio in the championship game. I have Ohio beating Toledo to go to 10 and 3 and Toledo dropping to 10 and 3. And then we go to the Mountain West, which, by the way, I don't think they, they don't do divisions. They're just 12 teams. I have Boise State going 10 and 2 and 7 and 1. Air Force going 9 and 3 and 7 and 1. Fresno State going 8 and 4 and 6 and 2. San Diego State going 7 and 5 and 5 and 3. I have San Jose State going 6 and 6 and 4 and 4. They also, I think, have a brutal non con schedule. They have Oregon State and USC. They have Wyoming going 8 and 4 and 6 and 2. UNLV going 6 and 6 and 5 and 3. And Coach Barry Odom's first year. I have uh, Utah State going four and eight and two and six. Colorado State four and eight, three and five. Overall, I got Hawaii again. One of those teams that gets to play thirteen games. Them going three and ten and two and six. Feel bad for Timmy Chang. Nevada going two and ten and one and seven. And then I got New Mexico going two and ten and zero oh and eight. All right. Fresno State could be really good. They had Mickey Keene, who was a quarterback transfer from. He transferred from uh, UCF. Then Nevada has former Oklahoma State quarterback Shane Ellingsworth and Brendan Lewis. Brendan Lewis, but still, they probably there go about two and ten. And then UAB transferred Dylan Hopkins is at New Mexico, but I don't think that's going to help him. And then UNLV has they have the same quarterback coming back. Yeah, so. And then in the conference championship game, obviously I have Air Force versus Boise State. I'm going to go Boise State winning that one to go to 11-2, and, and Air Force going to 9-4. and four. Then I got the Pac-12. They have divisions. Or no, they don't. Pac-12 went away from divisions. I have USC going 9-3 and three and 7-2. and two. I have Washington going 12-0 and 9-0. Oh and and oh. So I have Washington winning the Pac-12. Utah going 11-1 and 8-1. and one. I have Oregon going ten and two and seven and two overall. I get Oregon State going seven and five and four and five. UCLA going eight and four and four and five. Washington State going seven and five and five and four. Arizona going six and six and four and five. For Jeb Finch and getting bowls, I have Cal going six and six and four and five. I have Colorado and Coach Dion's first year. This is the worst case scenario for them. I think two and ten, one and eight. They could be better. They could get. I think they potentially upset some people. And get bowl eligibility. This is what they do on their non-con. I got Arizona State going three and nine and one and eight. They have, they have Stanford going two and ten and zero oh and nine in conference play. So I have, but then I have Washington and Utah playing in the conference championship game, and I have Utah beating Washington to go to twelve and one, and Washington dropping to twelve and one. Arizona has a really talented quarterback in Jaden Delora. 
Drew Pine, the former Notre Dame quarterback, is going to start for Arizona State. Cal has Sam Jackson, the fifth transfer from TCU. That could be really awesome. It's going to get them both. Obviously, Colorado has a lot of transfers. They have Shadur Sanders, that quarterback. I mean, Athlon has them going four and eight, three and six. I think they they could be. I think they could be anywhere from two and ten to six and six. It's my thought on Colorado. Bo Nix is back at Oregon. DJ Ugalele, Clemson transfers at Oregon State. If they get a run, watch out for them. They have they're a good team in a good conference. Stanford's going to be hurting. And just so you know, the Pac-12 only has four teams left in their conference after this season. Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and Arizona State. Or not Arizona State, Washington State and Oregon State. USC, Washington, USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon all going to the Big Ten. Arizona, Arizona State are following, and uh, Utah are following Colorado to the Big 12. So, the next is see Domino Confell see if the SEC goes after some of the ACC schools like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and maybe North Carolina. Okay, UCLA, they could be better than their 8-4. It just depends on what Dante Moore, Ethan Gerbers, and the guy that transferred in from uh, Colin Sheely does. from uh, He transferred in from like Kent State or somewhere. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I have... Uh, so if you want to know who I have USC losing to, I have them losing Notre Dame, Utah, and Washington. I have them beating Oregon and UCLA in the season. Okay. So like I said, Utah and beating Washington to go to 12-1 and and dropping Washington 12-1 in the Pac-12 championship game. And now let's get to the SCC. And if you're an SCC fan, you're going to love this and you're going to hate it because I have pretty much, and SCC still has divisions. I have everybody in the SEC, and if you're an SEC hater, you're really going to hate this, but I have everybody in the SEC getting bowl eligibility. Yes, even Vanderbilt. I have Georgia going 12-0 and 8-0. Carson Beck, their newly named QB1. I have Tennessee, Joe Milton as the first-year quarterback. Them going 9-3 and 5-3 and and Josh Heupel's Heupel's first second year there. I believe it's Heupel's second year, right? Now I'm going to have to go check that. I don't know if that's Josh Heifel's second year or not. I think it is his second year at the school. I think. I could be wrong. Let me look at Heifel. But anyway, though, like I said, I have Tennessee going 9-3. I have Kentucky going 5-3 and and in conference play. I have Kentucky going 7-5 and 3-5. And Vanderbilt has, well, their quarterback played fairly well last year. They have a good coach. They were motiv- They were in all the games, upset some people. So Heupel is in his second year at the school. Yes. Yeah, Vanderbilt, their conference was, like I said, they haven't beaten Wake Forest. They haven't been going 4-0 in non-con, so they got to win two SEC games. But anyway, I'd like to tell you, you're going 7-5, 3-5, but... That depends. They have a new quarterback from uh, Devin Leary from uh, NC State. We'll see how he adjusts to the SEC. Like I said, Tennessee has a new quarterback, and uh, Joe Milton. Georgia has a new quarterback, but I still think they have enough talent to go seven returning starters on defense. They're going to be good. And South Carolina, I have them going seven and five and five and three. I think Athlon has them going like eight and four, though. 
Yeah, they have no. They only go seven to five. I have Florida getting going getting boiled. We're going six and six and four and four. They have a tough schedule. Missouri going six and six and three and five, and Vandy going six and six and two and six and getting in. I think Missouri. They have Jake Garcia, the Miami transfer, at quarterback. But I think Brady Brady Cook could win that too. And then they have Luther Burden the third. He's a five-star guy from St. Louis that uh, or from Missouri, I think from St. Louis. That's on the team. So Eli Drake, Drinkowitz needs a. They, they get him going. He could be a big play threat because their best receiver transferred to Georgia. So Kentucky's got Devin Leary. We'll see how he does. Spencer Rattler's back at a. Uh, he's back at old South Carolina. Like I said, Heupel's got. Joe Milton the third starting for him. Vandy's got AJ Swan, Will Shepard's pretty solid player. See, so yeah, I think they can get two wins. I have Alabama, the Crimson Tide going 11 and one, seven one overall. LSU going 11 and one, seven one. Alabama's quarterback is on certainty. They have Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow, and Tyler Buckner, Notre Dame transfer battling it out. So we'll see what happens there. But I think Nick Saban, Rowan, I have Arkansas going. Right now I have. A&M going 6-6 six and six and 2-6, and six, so Jimbo, going to be in the hot seat. I saw a thing earlier, it showed like Kevin Sullivan, I talked about Kevin Sullivan having some top finishes and then him getting fired and I think uh, Jimbo having like one or something like that or none. I mean, he had a really good finish that COVID year. But see, I think the problem with not firing Jimbo is and was is the amount of money they paid him and the contract length. And also Jimbo's won a national championship and I think played for another. So he's got that over... He got he had that over someone, but at the same time, someone also had other problems like Matthew Manziel. He had two highly touted guys, Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray. There, they couldn't really win, and those guys. And I think Kenny Hill was there too. They all those guys transferred. Hill transferred to TCU. Uh, Kyle Allen, who transferred to Houston, didn't got beat out as a starter and didn't play a lot, but ended up being a solid backup in the NFL. And then Kyler Murray went to OU and won a Heisman. So he had that kind of turmoil. And then I have Ole Miss going seven and five and three and five, but they have a quarterback battle. But it looks like Jackson Dart, their last year starter, will start. But they have Spencer Sanders, former Oklahoma State quarterback, and Walker Howard, the LSU legacy transfer, who's a freshman, all there. Then I have Arkansas going seven and five and three and five. I have Mississippi State going six and six and two and six with one of the best quarterbacks in SEC, Will Rogers. And I have Auburn going six and six and two and six with their new quarterback, Peyton Thorne. Is T.J. Finley transferred to Texas State? I believe. Bobby Ashford is most likely at number two. And he didn't play bad last year. He led but he, he led Auburn in rushing. He threw seven touchdowns and seven interceptions over sixteen hundred yards and ran seven hundred and ten yards and seven touchdowns. Arkansas could be better. They could be ten and two at the high end with KJ Jefferson at quarterback and Rocket Sanders back. LSU has Jaden Daniels. I think I have Ole Miss as their one loss, their upset. And then, obviously, you look at Mississippi State, they're going to a new offense, and they have Will Rogers back. And we'll see what A&M does. They have Connor Wigman back at quarterback. Max Johnson's back as the backup the LSU transfer. Wigman threw for 896 yards and eight touchdowns and no interceptions. So if he plays turnover-free ball like that, I can could, I could see Jimbo and him. I can see Jimbo and him being 10-2. and two. And then the SEC championship game, obviously you're going to have LSU versus 
because you know LSU beat Alabama. I had them beating Bama in this. You have LSU, which you know you have LSU versus Georgia. I'll have Georgia winning to go 13 and 0, and Bam LSU drop into 11 and 2, and then Bama's a playoff contender again. And then last but not least is the old Sun Belt Conference. That's really interesting. The Sun Belt, man. I have Coastal Carolina going 10 and 2 and 8 and 0. I have Marshall 6 and 6 and 5 and 3. Marshall, when they beat Notre Dame, I thought they were going to go undefeated and be that group of five school. They were not. I have James Madison going 6 and 6 and 5 and 3. App State going 8 and 4 and 6 and 2. And I think they did. Did they do away with the Sun Belt? Then I have Georgia Southern going 7 and 5 and 5 and 3. Georgia State. They'll be two. I have them going two and ten and one and seven. No, they still have West and East. And then I have O Dominion going one and eleven and zero oh and eight. So Coastal Carolina will be in the championship game. And I have South Alabama going nine and three and seven and one in the West. Troy going seven and five and five and three. But Troy could be that surprise team that goes like ten or eleven games. I have Southern Miss going six and six and five and three. Louisiana University going nine and three and six and two. Arkansas State going to 4-8 and 2-6. Butch Jones probably going to be fired. Texas State with new head coach T.J. Kinney. I have them going 3-9 and 1-7. And I hope they actually do better than that. So I like T.J. Kinney. He's a former TU quarterback. And I have Louisiana Monroe going 1-11 and 0-8. So I have Coastal Carolina versus South Alabama. I have Coastal Carolina beating South Alabama going 11-2. And, and South Alabama dropping the 9-4. And we are a week away from week zero where we will have, you know, we will have Notre Dame versus Navy kicking the season off. And we'll have some other games going on, and that's going to be in Ireland. And let's look at the top 25 before I, this is Athlon Sports' top 25. Not my top 25, because obviously. They have Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Alabama 3, USC 4. Again, not sure about that. USC could be overrated. Ohio State 5. LSU 6, Florida State 7, Penn State 8, Washington 9, Utah 10, Texas 11, Clemson 12, Oregon 13, Notre Dame 14, Tennessee 15, Oklahoma 16. The last time Oklahoma was waking on 16th or 19th or whatever, in the second year of a head coach, they won a national championship with Bob Stoops. I remember that. Wisconsin is 17 with new head coach with Fickle. 18 FK State, 19 Oregon State, 20 Texas A&M, 21 Ole Miss, 22 Tulane, 23 TCU, 24 UCLA, and 25 North Carolina. I think, so that's just my predict, my, kind of my predictions. So obviously, you know, we'll see how everything goes. I mean, like I said, some of those are just like, I'll be doing my NFL one after this one, not like today, but later. Some of my, I think like, Obviously, some of those predictions, they could be different. Injuries happen. Obviously, I was going by the Athlon thing and not like the website. You know, they might have a, someone might have a big time transfer or something like that. So, we'll just see how things go. I think that, so obviously, I think it's going to be an interesting year for the last year of the 14th playoffs, but obviously, Georgia, Michigan, and Notre Dame are in. I think that. In my opinion, I think that fourth spot, you're going to have Oklahoma, Clemson, Alabama, Utah, and Washington battling out for that final spot. 
which would be great if it was 12-team playoff, because even 11-2, an 11-2 LSU would get in. So anyhow, that's my predictions. I think it'd be interesting to see what happens. But trust me, but uh, I mean, some of the, I worry about some of the schools like Texas. Will they fire Sark if he drops a nine and three or eight and four? I mean, and then that one. If you're Colorado, if Dion gets you to, you to seven and five or six and six, watch out. Texas is going to come calling for Coach Prime. It should, I mean, because I'm sure he's going to have his his uh, Shador make sure he's on he's on track in school to where he can graduate. So that if he does leave, he can do that grad transfer thing, and Shador can go to Texas, too, and play. That would be interesting about a Shador. Because I think it's up. I mean, it is interesting to see how that quarterback battle breaks out there too. They're saying Quinn Ewers is a starter, but if he struggles early against anybody, Arch Manning and Malik Murphy are right there. So. And this year, Oklahoma actually has a decent backup quarterback that can run their offense in Jackson Arnold, so even though he's a freshman, so. Anyhow, everyone have a good day. This is my uh, college sports preview. So have a good day. Good the rest of your Sunday. Will